Hare Krishna. Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabiyari Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabiyari Gopi Janavala Bhagirivada Dari Jaya Gopi Janavala Bhagirivada Dari
Gorani Chai, Gorani Chai, Gorani Chai, Gorani Chai, Gorani Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada. Jaya Jaya Gurudev, 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 Jaya Jaya Gurudev. I go to Premanandi. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 10, Verse Number 6. Nadayo Vidaya Klesha Daiva Bhutatma Hetava Ajata Satrava Bhavan Jantunam Rajni Kar Hichit Jatunam Rajni Karhatsit Vidayo Vidaya Klesha Daiva Bhutatma Hetava Ajata Sratrav Abhavan Jatunam Rajni Karhachit Adayo Vidaya Klesha Daiva Bhutatma Ahetava Ajata Satrava Bhavan Jatunam Rajni Karhachit Adayo Vidaya Klesha 
Daiva Bhutatma Hetava Ajata Stratrava Bhavan Jatunam Rajni Karshachit Nah, never. Adaya, anxieties. Vidayaha, diseases. Klesha, trouble due to excessive heat and cold. Daiva Bhuta Atma, all due, all due to the body. Supernatural power and other living beings. Hetava, due to the cause of. Ajata Satra, unto one who has no enemy. Abhavan, happened. Jatunam, of the living beings. Rajni, unto the king. Karhachit, at any time. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Shri A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shri Prabhupada Ki. Translation. Because of the kings having no enemy, the living beings were not at any time disturbed by mental agonies, diseases, or excessive heat or cold. Please repeat. Because of the kings having no enemy, the living beings were not at any time disturbed by mental agonies, diseases, or excessive heat or cold. Because of the kings having no enemy, the living beings were not at any time disturbed by mental agonies, diseases, or excessive heat or cold. Purport. To be nonviolent to human beings and to be a killer or enemy of the poor animals is Satan's philosophy. In this age, there is enmity toward poor animals and therefore, the poor creatures are always anxious. The reaction of the poor animals is being forced on human society. And therefore, there is always strain of cold or hot war between men, individually, collectively, or nationally. At the time of Maharaj Yudhisthira, there were no different nations, although there were different subordinate states. The whole world was united, and the supreme head, being a trained king like Yudhisthira, kept all the inhabitants free from anxiety, diseases, and excessive heat and cold. There were not only economically, they, excuse me, they were not only economically well-to-do, but also physically fit and undisturbed by supernatural power by enmity from other living beings, or by disturbance of bodily and mental agonies. There is a proverb in Bengali that a bad king spoils the kingdom and a bad housewife spoils the family. This truth is applicable here also 
because the king was pious and obedient to the Lord and the sages, because he was no one's enemy, and because he was a recognized agent of the Lord and therefore protected by him, all the citizens under the king's protection were, so to speak, directly protected by the Lord and his authorized agents. Unless one is pious and recognized by the Lord, he cannot make others happy who are under his care. There is full cooperation between man and God and man and nature. And this conscious cooperation between man and God and man and nature, as exemplified by King Eudistir, can bring about happiness, peace, and prosperity in the world. The attitude of exploiting one another, the custom of the day, will only bring misery. Shri Chaitanya Manobisham, Shapitam Jaina Bhutale, Swayam Rupa Kadamayam, Dadatisva, Padantikam. I was born in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual master is opening my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my humble obeisances unto the dust of his lotus feet. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prestaya, Bhutale, Srimati Tamal Krishna, Goswaminiti Namani. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prestaya, Bhutale, Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paskatadi Shatarine Vanchakalpa Thru Vaischar Kripa Sindhu Sevacha Patitanam Bhavanebio Vaishnavabio Namo Namaha Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Srivasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So we're reading from the spotless Purana, Srimad Bhagavatam. And we're in the first canto, chapter 10. And we're reading about, uh, the chapter is titled, The Departure of Lord Krishna for Dwarka. But what this early part of the chapter is about is King Yudhisthir, Yudhisthir Maharaj. And Yudhisthir, uh, the, the battle of Kurukshetra has just ended, right? And so many millions, millions and millions of, of soldiers, great, uh, great heroes died. Six, seven, eight hundred million. And so Yudhisthira is feeling the burden of that, of that having happened. And so when Grandfather Bhishma Dev, Bhishma Dev passes away, before he does, he gives instructions to Yudhisthira because he can see how Yudhisthira is feeling. And so he gives these instructions for uh, Yudhisthira. And then in the beginning of this chapter, Sunakam, Sunakam, Muni asked, after killing his enemies who desired to usurp his rightful inheritance, how did the greatest of all religious men, Maharaj Yudhisthira, assisted by his brothers, how did he rule his subjects? Surely he could not freely enjoy the kingdom with unrestricted consciousness. And of course we're going to find out, uh, no, Yudhisthira was not enjoying the kingdom. 
uh, as a king, and, and he didn't want to be the emperor to uh, get the enjoyments that come from being an emperor, right? He merely wanted to fulfill Krishna's desire and to fulfill what was proper under Dharmic law, which was that he was supposed to be the emperor. So he, he accepted that position on that basis, not on the basis of sense gratification, the way most kings or other persons would accept the position of authority, right? Oh, I get to be the big boss, right? I get to be, you know, there's a lot of perks that come with being emperor, being king. But um, the, the Maharaj Yudhisthira is beginning his reign, and he was he's 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 mentioned here as being the greatest of all men of religion, the greatest of all men of religion. Uh, quite a statement, huh? Amazing. Uh, he fought not to be able to enjoy the kingdom as emperor or enjoy the world as emperor, but because Krishna wanted it. We we see in the uh, second text of the 10th chapter that um, what we're hearing in this chapter, what we're hearing about Yudhisthira Maharaj, is applicable to, de- to today's troubles, right? Wars, fires take place. Prabhupada mentions this in the purport. Wars and fires take place. Wars are taking place country to country, community to community, and person to person, right? Individually. So it's, it's, it's war in a wider sense of uh, discord, disharmony, quarrel, quarreling. And the reason this quarreling is happening, Prabhupada's pointing out in the Bhagavatam is telling us, is because there is slaughter of animals. There's, there's, there's no good king, there's no good leaders now. So we have this massive, massive uh, society that's built on animal slaughter to uh, eat, enjoy the eating of the flesh of the dead animals. And Prabhupada mentions, Lord Krishna has nothing to do with this. The wars, the fires, the reactions that are taking place because of the slaughter of animals. And he says that the Lord maintains the creation. He desires the mass of people to follow the right path of God-realization. And they're not doing that. This enables the living beings to enter into the kingdom of God. Uh, He doesn't want us to suffer. Krishna doesn't leave us alone here to suffer. He wants us to get out of this material world. The Lord wants his bona fide representative to rule the earth. And what happens when his bona fide representative is not ruling the earth is what we see today. But we can see what it was like when Yudhisthira Maharaj was the uh, emperor of the world. And and we got a little taste of... of, uh, There was a pastime of Sri the Prabhupada. He was being interviewed... It may have been in an airport or a, uh, like a somewhere uh, by the press. Maybe they had arranged it somewhere at the temple where Prabhupada went there. But Prabhupada was being asked questions and he was being filmed. And back in those days, you know, they had rolling film, right? And so uh, they, they asked Prabhupada a number of questions, different things. And they asked Prabhupada, 
You know, who can lead the world today? Who's qualified to lead the world today? And the, and the film ran out right as that question was asked. And the cameraman said, wait, wait a sec. I, I'm out of film. I have to reload. But the question was, who's qualified to lead the world? And the, the camera film ran out and Prabhupada said, me. <laughs> but they didn't get it on camera because Prabhupada is so humble. But, but this is the point that we uh, are experiencing so much problems in the world. Famine, lack of rain, disease, difficulties. Because we're not following the principles of religion. We don't have good leaders that understand these principles. So, um, this is really instructive, especially today, right? Because we're going through these difficulties Everybody's wondering, you know, why can't things be better? Well, it's a pretty good reason. And so let's read some more. In the, in the third, uh, verse, the purport, um, Prabhupada points out that a king like Maharaj Yudhisthira had no ideology of his own. He had no ideology of his own. It means he hadn't concocted anything. He hadn't made something up. The way we see so many, especially historical leaders, right? have created movements and ideas and said this is how we should lead ourselves. Democracy, communism, all these things, ideologies. Maharaj Yudhisthira didn't have any ideology of his own. He followed the instructions of the infallible Lord. He followed Krishna's instructions and the Lord's representative. Here in his life, represented by Bhishma Dev. The Lord was there, Bhishma Dev was there, and Bhishma Dev was instructing Yudhisthira. So Yudhisthira ruled on this basis. Um, and chapter 9, the previous chapter, was that uh, pastime. The fourth verse of this chapter, the beauty of the earth, its bounty, the bounty of the earth, good things come. And there's no suffering when Krishna's representative is king. Wow, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Here's what it's like. The clouds shower water on a regulated way, constantly. But not as a, a, in a problematic way. There's no flooding, right? Our big problem right now, basically, on the earth is lack of water in certain areas, right? In Madagascar, the, the monsoons don't come in the same way anymore, and they're, they're, they're suffering very badly. The same way in America, the western states of the United States, they're not getting as much rain. They don't get as much snowfall in the mountains, which they rely on, because it snows a lot, and then the melt, water melts, the snow melts a little, and then it comes down in the form of streams and rivers. These rivers are beginning to dry up. And in the western, in, in northern California, Oregon, Washington State, there's areas, they're having to truck in water. They, the, the hotels are closing, little places. People, it's a huge problem. Um, when we have a leader, a good leader, the earth will produce all necessities for man in profusion. All necessities in profusion will be profuse. 
Because there'll be a lot of it. <laughs> the cow, it's, it's mentioned that the cows give so much milk. This was during Eudistir's time. The cows give so much milk that it spills out of their udders as they walk around in the pasturing grounds. So the milk falls on the earth. There's so much of it. Rainfall is controlled by Indra. And Indra is the servant of Krishna. So that means rainfall is controlled by Krishna. Why does Krishna send rain? Because when he's happy, when he's when he sees that we are performing yagya or sacrifice, and in particular in the Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada wants us to perform the sacrifice of Sankirtan, Sankirtan yagya, chanting Hare Krishna. We'll read a little bit from uh, Bhagavad Gita too here. So rains come. Without without rain, we're in a lot of trouble, right? And we're seeing some places that are without rain. Um, Prabhupada points out that that. When we try to do things artificially, the way our society is doing it now, right? We want to have cinemas, cars, automobiles, radio, hotels. There's a lot of meat eating, right? It creates, it produces quarreling and war. It, it's reactions, right? We're getting reactions for all this. But if the natural approach is so much superior, and if we have a pious leader all these things will come naturally. Um, Prabhupada points out that Maharaj Yudhisthira was ruled completely. It was what he called an autocracy. Autocracy. Total power of the king. And he said that's much superior to democracy. Right? Which Prabhupada coined the phrase demonocracy. Right? Have we all heard that before? Because when you have the wrong people in charge, the common people will follow that. And it just creates devastation. Now we're seeing that right now. We all live in it. We all understand it. We see it. We know it. Um, just a couple other things Prabhupada pointed out. Lord Krishna is the seed-giving Father. Krishna Himself is the seed-giving Father to all of us. And material nature is the mother to all living beings in all shapes and forms. So it's not just like humans are the only chosen ones, right? The only mother and father are, you know, Krishna as sea-giving father, material nature as mother, just to humans. No, to every living entity. So they should be respected. And humans are the elder brothers, right? I like that phrase. We're the elder brothers of the animals. We're not here just to slaughter them. If I have a daughter, I have a son, I'm taking care of somebody's child. It doesn't give me the right to kill him, right? I have to care for him as an older brother, as a, as a caregiver. So, you know, we're not meant to uh, kill and eat the animals. Um, one thing I, I thought I'd bring up is uh, there's some some things being said not things. There's, there was a statement made by a devotee uh, online uh, uh, a month or two back. 
And he was revealing some Prabhupada pastimes that he had with Prabhupada. And he said, Prabhupada said that in 50 years, it'll all be done. That's all he said. So devotees are talking about that now, saying, well, it's been 50 years. Does that mean, is that, is that Prabhupada predicting COVID or, or things like this? And I just wanted to point out that one comment like that is not what we should be focusing on. Prabhupada left us hundreds of thousands of instructions, right? How to be Krishna conscious. How to perform devotional service. And if we do that, nothing's going to go away in 50 years. We don't, we don't, we, we, we are here to reestablish Dharma, to reestablish the Vedic system on this planet by our efforts. And if Krishna is pleased by those efforts, then he'll be pleased to maintain everything nicely. Prabhupada said that earlier. Krishna is the maintainer. So, to my view, um, Krishna is taking care of us. This is, this is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, Krishna, uh, you know, it, it, it just, it strikes me. What's gonna happen? We wonder that, right? We're all sitting around going, scratching our heads. Look how bad things are. Is it going to get worse or is it going to get better? Yes. <laughs> right? It's going to get worse and it's going to get better. Just like it always has. <laughs> this is the way it's always been. It was this way in Maharaj Yudhisthira's time when they had a great king. There was no problem. There was a profusion of rain. Grains grow freely. The, the earth gave everything. But Maharaj Yudhisthira, after some time, was, was not the king. He left, went back to Godhead. Then his grandson, right? Maharaj Parikshit, he became in charge. And at the end of his life, he got to hear Bhagavad Gita. So we're followers, like, right? Of Maharaj Parikshit. We listen, we're listening to Bhagavad, Srimad Bhagavatam the same way Maharaj Parikshit did. So, um, it's Kali Yuga. Can we, can we actually establish the kind of world that was there when Maharaj Yudhisthira was there? Can we really do that? The answer is yes. Prabhupada wanted Varna Ashram Dharma. What does that mean? Varna and Ashram, right? You gotta be in the right Varna and the right Ashram. And if you're doing that, Everything can become very, very nice, especially in your own life. So we're meant to be the examples. This movement is meant to be the example of Varnashram Dharma. And it, to me, it doesn't mean you gotta to move to the country. We gotta go live in farm communities. We should have farm communities, absolutely. We should provide a himza milk for the devotees if we can. But why did Prabhupada come and create these beautiful temples? He traveled the world like seven, eight times. He opened 108 temples. Are all these things here just to go away in 50 years? I don't think so. It doesn't make sense. Why would Prabhupada do that? He wanted preaching. And we won't lose all this if we're out preaching and trying to give Krishna consciousness to others and trying to inculcate it in ourselves, right? If we're trying sincerely to be Krishna consciousness, to follow these instructions, to listen to Krishna, to listen to Guru, 
to follow Guru's instructions to get Krishna, we will get Krishna and we will get Krishna. The more we try to give Krishna to others, we will get Krishna. So I wanted to point out that it's to me, it's, it's we, we shouldn't focus on one thing Prabhupada said privately to a devotee as being, oh, wow, what's going to happen? We better move away. We better abandon the temples and move to the country because pretty soon there won't be enough grains and there won't be the maybe. But does that mean Krishna is going to going to not going to take care of us if we stay in the temples, we stay in the cities? Prabhupada wanted preaching in the cities, you know. He didn't say he didn't start his temples in the countryside. He did want temples in the countryside, but he wanted preaching where the people are. And he wanted preaching amongst the people where the temples were, right? Our temple is in Hispanic neighborhood. It's Dallas. Dallas is predominantly Hispanic and African American. The the population of the city of Dallas is I think 55 60% African American and Hispanic. So this is this is our duty. This is who we have to go out to and preach to. But I just wanted to read some things from the from the Gita, Bhagavad Gita, you know, to to uh, assure us that Krishna is always going to take care of us uh, when we're trying our best to uh, to be Krishna conscious. Krishna is not going to leave us in the lurch. He promises he'll care for the devotees. And uh, this is stated nicely. I know there's other areas that's stated, but this is where I found it for this morning class. In Bhagavad Gita, chapter 3, text number 14. Translation. All bodies... Excuse me, all living bodies subsist on food grains, which are produced from rains. Rains are produced by performance of yagya, sacrifice. And yagya is born of prescribed duties. So if we're doing our prescribed duties, and Prabhupada states earlier that yagya in particular means the Sankirtan yagya, of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And so, in the purport to the 12th chapter, and I apologize, I'm not getting to this real well. I had it underlined in another Gita, and I didn't bring that Bhagavad Gita. But let's read it. See if I can find what I want to say here. Krishna will provide. One should know this is in the purport to the to the twelfth verse of the third chapter. One should know, however, that all the necessities of life that the human society requires are supplied by the demigod agents of the Lord. No one can manufacture anything. Take, for example, all the eatables of human society. These eatables include grains, fruits, vegetables, milk, sugar, for the persons in the mode of goodness, and also eatables for the non-vegetarians, like meats, none of which can be manufactured by men. Then again, take for example heat, light, water, air, which are also necessities of life. None of them can be manufactured by the human society. 
Without the Supreme Lord, there can be no profuse sunlight, moonlight, rainfall, breeze, etc., without which no one can live. Obviously, our life is dependent on supplies from the Lord. The aim of life is attained by performance of yagya. If we forget the purpose of human life and simply take supplies from the agents of the Lord for sense gratification and become more and more entangled in material existence, which is not the purpose of creation, certainly we become thieves and therefore we are punished by the laws of material nature. A society of thieves can never be happy because they have no aim in life. So that's what Prabhupada's telling us, that if we want to see society not in this, not remain in this condition, we have to be the examples. We have to be the ones that don't just use this material world for our own sense gratification. And it's not an easy thing, is it? We're embodied souls, we're souls in, in a body, and our senses are very strong. And there's pushings of the tongue, belly, genitals. They have to be overcome. How are they overcome? By chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. I know we've all heard this so many times, but the more times you hear it, then finally it goes in, right? It, like it slowly builds up and builds up and builds up. The more we hear Hare Krishna, the more, you know, the more we get together and, and chant Hare Krishna. And a lot of devotees were able to go to El Paso for the wonderful Rathiatra. Yeah, these are the things that we do as devotees. This is what we do because we have this knowledge. So we have this duty to try to give Krishna consciousness to others. But we have to take it for ourselves too. We have to read Prabhupada's books we have to understand what he's trying to tell us and and not be overly uh, concerned about what's happening, the bad things that are happening. Prabhupada said, nature will take care of it. And I'm sorry I don't have the source of that quote. But Prabhupada said, what's happening with the leaders in the world, don't worry. Nature will take care of it. So we shouldn't get overly wrapped up in it. We should understand and, and have faith that Krishna is going to look after us. My gosh, I mean, he got us to this point, right? Where would any of us be without Krishna consciousness, without Prabhupada having come? Where would we be? We certainly wouldn't be together right now. And so it's so wonderful that we get a chance to come together and listen and hear and talk and discuss about these principles. Bhagavad Gita is such a gift. You know, it, it's, the, it's, the, it's the light. It's the beacon of hope in this dark age of Kali Yuga, right? Because it's easy to get sad, discouraged, right? COVID, temples closed, can't do this, not do that, masks, all this nonsense. Not seeing devotees as freely as we did before. It, 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 it weighs, it's a burden on us, right? When we can't have as much devotee uh, association. And so people are suffering in this world from lack of the association of each other. And we're, we're suffering because of lack of association with other devotees. But Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, and it's the most confidential knowledge, chapter 9, 
so many nice verses in this chapter, but I wanted to read uh, text number 22. It's so nice. And then we'll wrap it up. See if anybody has any comments or questions. Uh, the 22nd text. But those who worship me with exclusive devotion, meditating on my transcendental form, to them I carry what they lack, and I preserve what they have. 34 is the last verse. And it's a biggie, right? Everybody knows this. I should have memorized it by now. I know it a little bit. Chapter, text 34 of the ninth chapter. Man mana bhava, mad bhakto, mad nyajji, mam namaskuru, mam evasyasi, yuktaivam, atmanam, mat parvanaha. Translation, engage your mind always in thinking of me. Become my devotee. Offer obeisances to me and worship me. Being completely absorbed in me, surely you will come to me. So I thought that'd be a good way to end. Do we have any comments or questions? First hand to go up was Bhakta Jason. Uh, Hare Krishna. And you have the, the microphone. Perfect. Thank you for the thank you for the class. Um, I I I have three questions, but since Bhagavad Gita has a question, I'll just ask. okay. And Sanatan Govinda, uh, Sanatan oh, Govinda Sanat- Prabhu. Okay, so I'll make it super quick. Um, you were saying that Maharaj Yudhisthira was being advised by Bhishma Dev, but uh, chapter nine was the passing away of Bhishma Dev. I was wondering who took over that position after Bhishma Dev passed. Took over Bhishma Dev's position. Yeah, Bhishma, if Bhishma Dev was the was the advisor to um, Maharaj Yudhisthira. Oh, who who became Maharaj Yudhisthira's advisor? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think we should see it in the sense of like that. Um, sometimes we have an advisor or a, a a shiksha guru. Sometimes we have a diksha guru, and sometimes the diksha or shiksha guru leaves leaves their body. Right, they leave the planet, and so um, we should we should find other advisors, mentors, gurus, and it can be just as formal. The shiksha guru can be just as formal as the diksha guru. But Maharaj Yudhisthira, I'm sure he took counsel from his brothers. It said he ruled with his brothers, very without any discord. You know, they never fought or argued over what to do. So I don't know specifically. I mean. Maharaj Yudhisthira is pretty pretty lucky because in this chapter, before Lord Krishna departs for Dwarka, he he spends time in Hastinapur with the Pandavas, and they ask him to stay. And they say specifically they ask him to stay as well because Subhadra was feeling tremendous loss because Abhimanyu had died, her son, who she had with with uh, Arjun, Arjuna was was her husband. So. Krishna stayed a little bit longer before he goes to Dwarka. We're going to hear soon he goes to Dwarka after this. And the Pandavas are left like, like the, like the gopis, right? Krishna leaves. They're just devastated. 
They're devastated. And all they're thinking about is, how can we get Krishna back? What can we do? Krishna's in Dwarka. How do we get, how do we get Krishna back? And it was the same thing happened with the devotees in Srila Prabhupada's times. Prabhupada would come for a couple of days to a city, a temple, and see how things were going, and, you know, say that, you know, get, get, get some management going, do, do what he, and then he would go to another city, and immediately they'd be thinking, how do we get Prabhupada back? And the, the way they did it, most of the time, they would have Rathiatra, they would have a festival, they would have, uh, uh, something special to draw Prabhupada back. They would get Prabhupada's attention by doing book distribution and by growing the temple very nicely. Oh, Prabhupada, there's a, a big group of devotees you need to, you need to, um, initiate. So sorry, I got a little off track there, but that'd be my response, you know, that, that Yudhisthira Maharaj, in addition to already being very advanced and understanding what his guru had said to him in this way, in this, excuse me, in this case, having been instructed by Bhishma Dev, who is a Mahajan, right? You don't get any better instruction. So the instructions he gave were for a lifetime. You know, it wasn't like he said, gosh, you know, I, I, I need another guru. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, maybe he did, and then he did. Maybe he would consult with Krishna himself. But, you know, Krishna was there, and he knew he was the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But Krishna wasn't wasn't doing all the instructing. His devotee was instructing Maharaj Yudhisthira. Bhishma Dev was instructing Maharaj Yudhisthira. So that's instructive for us, right? It's instructive for us. We need to take instruction from more advanced devotees that we we accept in our heart as as uh, spiritual advisors, as gurus, as shiksha gurus, right? And then. Before you get initiated, you get one, right? Diksha Guru, <laughs> initiating spiritual master. Thank you very much. So, Okay, so then um, I was wondering about Varna. Uh, and uh, I don't exactly remember the, the four Varnas. I think it's like mercantile class, Vaishya, Sudra, and I, I uh, the administrative class, I forget all the, the four virus, but but I I was just thinking that I thought that I heard that everybody born in this age is a sudra. So um, how does that relate to Vanashram Dharma? Yeah, I, I uh, everyone is born sudra, but we're also born with a mix. So everybody has a basic like underlying sudra nature, right? Enjoyment. We came back to this material world instead of going back home, back to Godhead in a previous lifetime. And obviously everybody here has already had association with Krishna consciousness, you know, before this birth. Because we were so attracted when, when we did see the devotees and you know, we joined and committed our lives to it. So everybody has a certain amount, you know, because we, we, we were spirit soul came into the material world again. We had, we had a desire to enjoy, but not everybody has the same level of uh, desire to enjoy. Many, the, the devotees of the Hare Krishna movement, so many of them are just, they just needed one more birth and then go back to Godhead, you know? They, the, and they, they come to instruct us. So, um, even though it's true, everyone's born Sudra, I mean, it's just, it, 
to me, my explanation, that's just a, an underlying fact that we had to come back to the material world because we had some material desires. But most people, most devotees, they have a mix, right? Some devotees are really good at business. Some devotees are more brahminical, so they, they put on saffron. They become sannyasis. They keep on saffron their whole life, right? Some devotees are uh, uh, like deity worship. Some devotees like to preach. So um, whatever our nature is, we, we need to put ourselves in the right ashram. If we, if we uh, have desires, we have a desire for sense gratification, get married, right? It will cure you of your desire for sense gratification. It, it all works in a nice way. Sanatan Goswami. Hare Krishna. Uh, yes, uh, regarding the, what Prabhu was asking, uh, uh, who was who were the advisors of the Pandavas? What I read was uh, Dhamya Muni was their uh, Rajpurohit, was the uh, priestly priest for the kings, Dhamya Muni, and I think Kruta Burma was their uh, general advisor in in terms of uh, you know uh, how to administer the kingdom and uh, spiritual topics. And what st- struck me was that uh, Krita Burma, who fought against Pandavas in that war, <laughs> and still uh, Yudhishthira Maharaj had uh, such a great heart to accept him as a, you know, uh, advisor, one of the advisors. And the Pandavas were all many times visited by Narad Muni, and so many sages would visit. The, yeah. Yeah, and like that. My question was, um, this uh, Ajata Shatru, means uh, Yudhishthira Maharaj had uh, no enemies, or he did not treat anyone as an enemy. So how did he uh, come to achieve such a high platform that he did not regard anyone as his enemy? Yeah, that's a great question. I wanted to point that out that no enemy, no enemy is mentioned at least three times in the purport and uh, in the verse in the purport. He had no enemy he, because he was nonviolent to human beings and he was nonviolent to the to the animals. That's the first thing Prabhupada says. You can't be a friend. You know, you can't. You, you, you will see people as your enemy if you're if you're killing animals to slaughter them. You're killing animals to eat their flesh. Um, the enemy factor comes into the world because of our desire to to, to, because we're not taking care of the animals. Not caring for the animals and killing them is a sign of enmity, being your enemy. When you you get really uptight about something, you know, I I, I don't like this, I have to do something about it. If If you're not constrained by ordinary morals, you go and kill the person, right? He's my enemy. And, and the greater level to which you consider him or her an enemy, you want to destroy them, right? I mean, and this is what we see. World War I, countries were acting that way. We see it today, uh, you know, in the world. People on the highway become enemies in two seconds because somebody cut them off on the highway. And then they end up trying to kill each other. And they do kill each other. They shoot each other. You know, it's a very dangerous world. So this enmity is always there. 
It can always just rise up. Why? Because of the slaughter of animals. Because we don't have good leaders that are creating a society for the, for the members of society where there's an abundance of all the things we need. Instead of there being an abundance of rain, grains, jewels that come from the ocean, minerals, uh, vegetables, instead of having an abundance of those things, we're artificially trying to raise animals and growing food and feeding the animals to slaughter them and eat them. And so we're also, Prabhupada mentions creating cinemas, automobiles, uh, all these things for sense gratification. And they're artificial. We don't need that. We, 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 can, we need automobiles. That's fine to have an automobile. We use it in, if we use it in Krishna's service, right? But um, it's, 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 it's really simple, too, in your own life. If uh, the more that you are trying to go after sense gratification, you can never be satisfied by it, right? No amount of sense gratification can ever satisfy anybody. Billionaires, anybody. So, so everybody who has sense gratification is frustrated because nobody's getting what they really want, right? And Prabhupada said that. That's even in Shakespeare. Even in, in, in Shakespeare, you can never get what you really want. Even non-devotees understand this principle. You can't really get what you want in this material world. It just doesn't quite work out. You know what I mean? And even if you do, and you get it, and it's just perfect, it goes away. Poof. It's gone. So that factor is what makes people angry. And anger fuels resentment uh, and enmity. And so then you see things as your enemy. You see people as your enemy. In two seconds, you're driving, or someone looks at you the wrong way, or some, you know, enemy, you know, what, what, what? <laughs> Who cares, you know? If you're, it, but if you're not so affected by the constant push of material enjoyment, and you're a little bit right relaxed because you're understanding Krishna consciousness, you're chanting Hare Krishna. You're reading Prabhupada's books and you're reading these things that are telling you this is what, this is what the goal is. To not see each other as enemies. To control your senses. When you start to control your senses, you can actually begin to be peaceful. Without, without that, you can't never, you can't be peaceful at all, right? Because the, the senses are always pushing. You're never going to be satisfied. You're never getting what you really want. You know, even billionaires don't have what they really want, right? So it's, it's just, it's, it's a society of cheaters and the cheated. And the more that we try to enjoy ourselves and the less we put into our Krishna consciousness, the more that we are going to see things artificially and see, see enmity, see and, and get angry about it. And it's like, it's such an amazing thing, like in El Paso for the Rathiyatra, 
it was in this this nice square parking lot, and it had a, a pretty good fence around it. It was a nice brick and metal fence, and there were there were only like really two entrances, you know, drive-in things, and it and anybody that came in that area was affected. They were affected by the atmosphere that was created. The Lord was there. He was on his car. Devotees were performing kirtan in two or three or four places the whole time, right? Devotees were giving out books freely. People were spontaneously walking up to devotees and saying, what is this about? They were seeing things and they were their hearts were being affected by it. And the reason I mention it in response to this is that they came from somewhere else and they drove there. But when they were exposed to the atmosphere that was created, they changed. <laughs> there was nobody looking at each other as enemies. Everybody was there for eight hours or six hours just in ecstasy, right? And there was Prashad. There was devotees chanting. There was entertainment. Was there a rock and roll band? Was there a, a horror movie being shown? No, it was all devotional entertainment, right? It was all devotees um, presenting. And, and, and there were some really cool skits, too, that were like very Western stuff, but they, they, they were, they were uh, exemplifying religious principles. One was really, really far out. There was this one, uh, the, two, the two bandits, there was a sheriff and there was a western and they were they're shooting about to shoot each other and they get in this discourse. <laughs> it was very funny and very very intelligent, very amazing how they wove in Christian consciousness and uh, wonderfully acted. So the sky's the limit, you know. If if you're inspired to present Krishna consciousness in a certain way, you know. It, it, and you do it from your heart, Krishna's in your heart, and you know, as long as the bona fide message is going out, people are going to be affected by it. So that enmity has to be, uh, we, we really should get rid of the enmity with each other first. And if we can do that, then we can present this to the rest of the world, right? And say, look, you know, look, we're doing this. You know, we have our problems, we have our discord, discord. we have, sometimes devotees get crosswise with each other, they have problems. But the idea is, if, if you're, if you're practicing Krishna consciousness sincerely, those things will fall away. And we won't keep on seeing each other by the exterior. Man, woman, black, white, you know what I mean? I, I, I like him. I don't like him. I don't like her. I like her. You know what I mean? This, all these temporary things that have come up around us. That's not who we really are. We're spirit soul. And when we see things on the basis of that, that we're all devotees or spirit souls trying our best, and let's give each other a break, <laughs> you know? Because this is the hospital, and when you perform Krishna consciousness, right, the unwanted dirty things come out. So that means there's going to be fall downs. There's going to be devotees that, 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 you know, they have problems. They're going to have problems with the, with the regulated principles. We don't sit there and say, well, they're, they're, that's their, they fell down. They're a problem. They're banned forever. Or I never want to see them. Or, you know, they're bad association. No. 
there's somebody, they've just had a problem, but help them. Bring them back in. Say, hey, we still love you. We still, you're still devotee. You know, get back on the path. Don't let it, you know, don't let it stop you being a devotee. But instead, we want to be envy. We're envious and we want to be enemy. Oh, this person did that bad thing. That person did, wait a minute. Can we work it out? Can we get past it? And can we love each other again? <laughs> right? But it's amazing, isn't it? You know, all the devotees we know, how easy it is to, 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 to not, not see things right, you know, and to get crosswise with each other. So we, we, we have to make our movement, you know, the example. Yeah. Sorry, long answer. Thanks for the questions. Any more questions? Comments? Yes, Mataji. We see that uh, when uh, his uncle, uh, Dhritarashtra, he left, and Yudhishthira Maharaj becomes very, very upset, and Sanjay was lamenting. At that moment, Narad Muni comes to his rescue. Uh. So when we have sincere questions, Krishna sent his representative to answer those. Yeah, so in the coming uh, you know, chapters, we'll see how Narad Muni pacifies Yudhishthira Maharaj not to go after Dhritarashtra uh, and Gandhari and Vidura because they will be soon gone and you know they have taken the path, right path. So I was just thinking on that maybe we do not have an official Shiksha Guru all the time with us, but when we have sincere inquiry, inquisitive nature, Krishna will provide. Dai, thank you so much for that wonderful comment. Yeah. It's so true. Krishna provides whatever we need when we need it. If we need advice, He's going to help us out. He's in our heart too, right? So Krishna's super soul in our heart is also guiding us as well. Yeah, and the other thing that Prabhuji was speaking about, Ajata Shatru means whose enemy is not born. We see that often Srila Prabhupada is also, you know, stayed on that those paths. But uh, I all the while I was thinking that how like Srila Prabhupada had so many people who did not uh, whom Srila Prabhupada did not agree or who did not agree with Srila Prabhupada and even here we see Yudhishthira Maharaj is fighting in a battlefield. How can he not have enemy? But when we do something for Krishna, we are not doing for our, ourselves. And what, how I understand, when a military man, he is fighting, he is not anybody's enemy because he is fighting. He is fighting for the country. Similarly, when we fight for Krishna, we are not fighting because we hate that person. But because Krishna wants, like Arjuna was fighting, initially he had an intention but when Krishna gave Bhagavad Gita, we get knowledge. He didn't have. He was not fighting because somebody he hated uh, um, the sons of uh, Yudhish. Uh, sorry, um, the his Dhritarashtra, Correct. Yeah. Sorry. So he did not. Ha- so the things changes. So similarly, when we represent a country, you know, nobody will say this. We hate this. Even the opposite party will not say we hate this particular army man because he is fighting with us. It is between the country. When we represent a country, nobody, it is not personal. Similarly, when we represent Krishna, it is not um, like Srila Prabhupada. He was not fighting because he had something personal. He was, whatever answer he was getting, saying no meat eating, no illicit sex, he was saying it because he wanted, you know, Krishna consciousness to be established. So when we do not do it on behalf of, on a personal level, but when we do it for Krishna, we do not have any enemies. So we are not doing it because of our personal agendas. We are doing it for Krishna. 
and for their yeah. own benefit in a way. So that's how I was thinking of Ajat Shatru. Actually, it was coming because of your discussion. So thank you so much, Prabhuji, for the wonderful discourse. Thank you, and thank you for being here, and all of you all for being here. <clears throat> I'm not a very good uh, exponent, you know, of this. I like to I like to try to give class, but I I have so many faults myself. I don't under, really don't want. I wonder why I'm here doing this, but. It helps me to get ready for class and to read. And then I can give a little to y'all. But I don't want you to think, okay, I gave the answer. That means I know. Or there's not better answers, you know. So thank you, though, for asking the questions and for listening and for being here. And uh, I hope that somehow, through what I've said, some good things went out, despite my disqualification. And if I said anything that wasn't didn't sound right, then let me know. <laughs> But I really appreciate y'all being here. The Association of the Devotees is absolutely unbelievable. We're so fortunate. You know, Krishna's here in the deity form. Prabhupada's books are here. But really, we have to have each other to uh, keep enlivened in Krishna consciousness and also be instructed in Krishna consciousness. It's always there. So we always got to stay together and uh, pray together. <laughs> Any more question, comment, quick one, anybody? Okay. Shrimad Bhagavatam ki, Shri Prabhupada ki. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks for listening in.